How's it going, everybody? Andrew Zarian here, Wrestling Observer Live. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. on Saturdays with Jim Valley, and Sundays with me. Everybody, happy Sunday. Spooky season. Halloween weekend. Are you guys dressed up? I'm dressed up. I'm dressed up like someone like work that works out today. I do a couple push-ups. All of a sudden, I think I'm Arnold. This is what happens with me. Our producers know this. I've been flexing for them for hours. There's nothing I'm flexing. The muscles go the opposite way. We have a lot to talk about today. Man, last night's collision. What a, I, I had a blast watching it. Now, I don't know if it was because I, I was having a great day and I watched it, but that main event, there's no denying, that was a fantastic main event. Uh, I had a great time watching it. Had had a classic main event, Omega, MJF. We're going to spend some time talking about that, obviously. Brian Danielson injured again. Or, orbital bone. He got in the match with Okada. He'll be out. Terrible. We're going to spend some time on that also. Ronda Rousey does an indie event. She was at Lucha Vavoom. Possibly more independent appearances. And now the big question lies. Does Ronda want to continue wrestling? Is there a home for her in AEW? Is there a home for her in Impact? There's a lot of moving parts here. Also, Roman Reigns returned to SmackDown. Crown Jewel's ahead of us. Big main event. Roman Reigns LA Knight. This is a very interesting uh, evolution for LA Knight over the last 12 months. This has been fantastic for him. This and a whole lot more. I want to spend some time with you guys. I want to talk to you guys. Send me your questions. Send me your suggestions. Send me your feedback. At Andrew Zarian on Twitter. When we come back, we're going to go right into the news here on Wrestling Observer Live on Sports Byline. Stay tuned. Wrestling Observer Live Sunday edition here with me, Andrew Zarian. I got my producers here. I got John Bub and I got MG here. I'm going to talk to MG later on in the show. I, I Actually, he, he chimes in every now and then. But the New Japan show, I... I caught bits and pieces of it, but he said that main event was a total banger. So we're going to spend some time on that. But let's go in the news here. I was surprised by this. AEW announced Brian Danielson needs surgery for a broken orbital bone. In a segment on the collision, Claudio made that announcement. It looks like he'll be out for the rest of the year. Man, he cannot catch a freaking break, this guy. He cannot catch a break. It seems like it happened. Um, what was the spot? Do you know what the spot was, MG? That 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 happened. I think it was that ending sequence, right? The uh, um, right at the end, either he took an uh, a shot from Okada or something. They got him wrong and and got him in the orbital bone. Yeah, and and he broke his arm the last time he wrestled Okada. Mm, yeah. Now listen, I awkward. don't think this that isn't... ending was very awkward. The, right. the ending was awkward. I, this isn't one of those like, oh, he's injury prone, right? Your orbital bone is not injury prone. That's not a bone that breaks without you getting punched in the face or kicked in the face. Uh, but, you know, this comes at a bad time because they were really leaning on him here. Uh, you know, but here's a big question. What is his legacy? You know, when people talk about Brian Danielson and the great what ifs, what do people say? Obviously, the yes movement was one of the biggest things in his career. It's what made him. I mean, obviously, listen, we know, right? If you follow professional wrestling, you know what made Brian Danielson. One of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. But as far as, you know, mainstream pro wrestling, people watching him, 
that yes movement that happened, that was the biggest thing that he had ever done in his career. It was the biggest opportunity he had. Uh, even without the company championing him, right? Because he was never supposed to be in that position. It just happened because he's fantastic. But what happens here with his legacy when we talk about Danielson? It's not what you did 20 years ago. It's about what you did today. That's how people remember it. Listen, man, you know, he's... I will never see him that way. But I've seen the argument. Maybe they shouldn't lean on guys that have had so many injuries. Now, I don't think this is, you know, there's a lot of criticism for AEW, especially with Dynamite. I thought it was a really good show. Apparently, a lot of people did not think it was a good show, which I was surprised about. I, I had a blast watching that show. Flair and Sting, we'll talk about it a little bit more in the next segment here. But, uh, you know, Dan, he's out, banged up. Uh, you know, I hope he comes back very soon, quicker than than we think. Terrible, terrible timing for this because they were really pushing him on on Collision as the guy. Former WWE star Ronda Rousey makes her wrestling revolver debut. She did Lucha Vavum on Thursday. She did a mixed tag with uh, Taya Valkyrie and Brian Kendricks. Uh, she teamed with Marina Shafir, and she announced that she's going to be wrestling for uh, Revolver. And the proceeds are going to be going to the wildlife relief, uh, for wildlife relief in Hawaii. Listen, you know, she, I, I thought she was done. That last run in WWE was not good. It was not a good run. I, I mean, night and day compared to that first initial run. And, you know, she still got a lot of crap for that. People didn't like her. They don't like her personally. And that's fine. But I thought her wrestling was great. The fact that she didn't wrestle like a wrestler made her stand out. She, you know, she didn't do the pro wrestling stuff. And then all of a sudden that went away over time and she became more pro wrestling. And I think that took away from her. She wasn't comfortable with that. So I'm curious about Rhonda. What does she do? MG, you think there's a place for her in AEW? You think people would think that that's a positive or negative? I think it's too soon to bring her into AEW just ba based on what people know about her. But what she's doing on the indies, if she's if that's what she's going to do, first of all, it looked like she had the match I saw looked like she had a lot of fun doing it. Looks like she's just if that's what she yeah. wants to do, just show up at these random indies and just uh, pop a number for the company and just have fun and not because that. Because the in-ring stuff was never the issue. It was her presentation no, and how she no, talked no. on the mic. No, no, you, no. It was all of it. You don't remember? People will complain that they don't want to watch her do judo moves. It doesn't look good. Well, remember that? Yeah. People will complain yeah. about that. And I, mean, I thought that was the most unique thing that she did. I thought that was fantastic. Absolutely. You know, the Me talking too. was terrible because it wasn't her. Mm. You know, the same thing with Roman, suckering succotash or whatever the hell he said. It was terrible. You know, when you write scripts that aren't for the person that, that, that feels comfortable doing it, you're going to sound terrible. But, you know, this is this is interesting that she still has that. She's doing the indies. I think that's fantastic. It, you know, it helps independent talent. It helps people on the card. It gives something exciting to watch. But is there more for her? And you know where I want to see her? Say it, MG. You know. You know what I want to see her do? No. I'm going to say blood sport. Oh. I want to see her oh, do a yeah. blood sport. You know, if she wants to do it, another place she could go is stardom. I think she would do great over there. Yeah, I think there's something small, there. There's well, a lot of stock, you know. She's a big mainstream crossover. Uh, you know, it's it, it, how do you not utilize her if you can, 
right? That's just another piece. Now, for AEW, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, would she be a big get? I, I think she would, for sure. I think she would be more of the Ronda that we initially saw. But does it make sense? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if anybody wants to work together. I, I have no clue. But this is very interesting to me. I find this... I, I always liked her. I, I never had the big problem with her. I thought that their presentation of her was atrocious, the last set. But to have someone unique with this different style works for me. But again, I'm a wrestling fan. I like different styles. AW World's End. No apostrophe. I think that may be a, a trademark issue. I got to find out. Because that is not grammatically correct. AW World's End pay-per-view was announced for December 30th, taking place in Long Island, New York. We had spoken about this, I believe, uh, the week... I think it was a week prior to Grand Slam. I had heard that they were running a pay-per-view in New York. And the initial date I was told was the 29th. Now, now that kind of makes sense that it could have been just a wrong date. 29th, 30th. It's New Year's Eve weekend. Billy Joel is doing the Coliseum the night after to ring in the new year. I'm not going to do my Billy Joel impersonation on this show. I did it yesterday on Matt Men. That show went totally off the rails. My producer's looking at me, shaking his head. Please don't do it on the radio where hundreds of thousands of people are listening to you. Don't start singing Billy Joel. I'm not. I'm not going to do it today. I'm not doing it. But I think this is cool. I think this is a great culmination story for MJF also. You end your year in your hometown in the building you probably you know idolized as a kid, the Nassau Coliseum, growing up in Plainview, Long Island. One of the first events I ever went to was a WWF show in the Nassau Coliseum. There is a SmackDown from October of 99, okay? Maybe you could find this. I am front row behind Jerry Lawler. I am a, I, I, I look as much of a bad teen from New York City as you could be. I'm wearing a, a white tank top and a Eddie Bauer bubble vest. And I'm front row behind Jerry Lawler. My uncle snuck us in and pretended to work there and ended up getting us front row tickets somehow. It was, it was a blast. Um, I, I think I'm on, you can find it on, on the network. You can find it on Peacock. But, you know, big part of my childhood, going to the garden, going to the Coliseum. This is cool. I'll be there. I think Rich and I are both going to this. What do you think of this pay-per-view? You think uh, it, they, they got something special planned for it? Uh, they have to. I think they're going to have the culmination of this uh, MJF storyline, right? That feels like where they're going with it um, leading into the new year with the uh, all these all these people fighting him. And, uh, yeah. wanting to, so these three... These three people, uh, these three challengers, I think he's going to go through all of them and he's going to Is it three? I think it's more than three now. We'll break that down next Probably. segment. Because I, yeah, Probably. I want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, this is cool. You know, the first pay-per-view in New York. Uh, they're running the Coliseum. Obviously, UBS is hosting a St. John's versus Hofstra basketball game that day. The Garden is not available. Brooklyn's not available. We don't have a lot of large arenas here. Nassau's... Nassau's, you know, they renovated it. I think they could fit about 12,000 people in there, 10,000. Uh, probably 10,000 people they could put in there with staging. It's new. It's renovated. The thing is nice. It's not, it's not the old dumpy uh, Coliseum where they used to put sheetrock on the grounds. Did you know that? I'll talk about that when we come back from break. We're running out of time here. But they used to put sheetrock on the, on the floor when you sat on the floor. And it would get all soggy from the ice. 
We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, talking about collision and everything else happening in the world of pro wrestling, Wrestling Observer Live on Sports Byline. Wrestling Observer Live Sunday edition here on Sports Byline. Rewatching collision as we do this. I like to do it when I have the show. You know, we're doing the show here live. I got a TV in my, my studio here. So I like to have it on so just for reference. If anything interesting happens, I, my, my, my ADD kicks in and I go, ooh, shiny. And I start talking about something totally has nothing to do with the topic here. Our producers are laughing. I can see them. Like, yeah, ooh, piece of candy. There you go, our producer. I don't know if you can hear him in my ear. Let's talk about Collision here. I thought this was a blast. I, I very much like the last two AEW shows. Actually, you know what? Let me go into Dynamite first. How about that? Because there was a lot of pieces of Dynamite. And what a contrast in shows. It really was a big contrast. Uh, a lot of criticism for Dynamite on the internet. They relied heavy on older talent. That was a big criticism. Uh, I thought it was a really fun show. Now, did you like it, MG? You, am I am I off with how much I like the show? I liked it. I liked it just fine. It, you know, I could see where people would get a little upset. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like the fact they brought Ric Flair in. Um, for for but for it works in that story for it, multiple reasons. Fine. Right? Yeah. It's for multiple yeah. reasons. Right? But. Well, we're going to get to that. So the show opened up. MJF defeated Juice Robinson. Uh, I thought that was a really good match. After the match, BCG challenged Max to a four-on-four with three partners of Max's choosing. So Max is no friends, right? There's nobody that likes him. Kenny Omega then comes down. And I'm setting this up. I'm not going to do a whole summary here, but this, these are important pieces here. Because this is, I very much like how they pivoted the MJF story away from the best friends thing he was doing with Adam Cole, which I don't love. I never loved it. I There were elements to it that I enjoyed, but I, I thought it was wacky. And I don't know if that was just happenstance because of everything that happened with Punk and they had to reshuffle the deck with programs and everything. I don't know. I don't know why it went the way it did, but it did. Also, injuries happen, right? So MJF is on the ramp. Kenny Omega comes out and tells Max... That he could help him, but he needs a title shot before Max breaks his record. They announced Kenny Omega, MJF on collision. People were shocked that this was a match. But you know what? I'm glad they did it. This did great in the ratings. The quarters were great for this. And then it plummeted for Hook and Rob Van Dam against John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Listen, man, you know, I got a kick. Every time Rob Van Dam comes out to Pantera walk on national TV, I... You know, I go through the nostalgia vortex. My eyes roll back in the back of my head. And I think I'm, you know, I, I'm thinking he's wrestling Jerry Lynn for the 18th time on pay-per-view for ECW. This is how my brain works. So I absolutely loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. Uh, I know Rob personally, so I, you know, I'm a little biased here. <laughs> so I very much enjoy seeing him on TV. Uh, Tony's big announcement. Tony Schiavone in the ring. Sting. His, his child is also in the ring, Darby Allen, right? That's the son of Sting, right? That's, that's his new gimmick, the son of Sting. That's what we're going to call him. Sting's, in the, uh, Sting's in the corner. Darby's in the corner with his arm wrapped up in a sling. Tony, uh, Tony Schiavone in the ring makes the announcement, his big surprise, and here comes a Nature Boy Ric Flair. Tony Schiavone was so excited. He couldn't even say Nature Boy Ric Flair. He just screamed at the top of his lungs, Nature Boy. In, in the most Tony Schiavone way, 
Flair comes out. He cuts a promo. He starts chopping Sting. Here comes Christian. I loved it. I thought it was fun. People hated it. Listen, you, you have all the right to dislike it, you know, for whatever reason. You think Flair shouldn't be on TV because he's too old? Fine. Think that. You think for, for you know, what, uh, the, the, the incidents We're on radio here, so I'm going to censor myself. The plane ride from hell. You know, these are all obviously rightful criticisms. But I, you know, if I'm going to take all those out, I didn't see this as a problem. I think this was a nice, this was a nice send off for Sting. There, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove the flare stuff from here, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this about Sting. You know, I don't know what this is leading to. You know, is Flair gonna be there every week? I don't know if I want him. <laughs> do I want him there every week? No, I think if you use him sporadically and whatever it is, that's great. Now, do you, God, I, I don't want him to wrestle. I don't think they're gonna that go down happen. that path. I don't think no. they're going to go down that I, path, but I don't even want him to get physical. I don't even think he's know... physical. He should just be there. But you know he what? Can talk here and there, and that's it. Can you can you imagine the greatest send off? Right, Flair and Sting and Darby in a match, right? Versus whoever, uh, Luchasaurus, Christian, and uh, uh, Nick Wayne, and something happens, and Flair low blow Sting. And that's his big send-off. He got, he got screwed again by Flair. Love it. My fantasy booking. So um, I set doesn't this up for everybody. The, but doesn't that put it back on the, the heat back on Flair? Feels like that's, they shouldn't do that. I don't know. Again. You know, sometimes these guys, I think at this point, they're going to do whatever Sting and, and Flair would want to do. You know, whatever Sting right. wants, I think that's what they're doing. They're not, it's, it's less about proper booking. It's about whatever Sting wants his goodbye to be. From professional wrestling. So, all right, cool. Uh, I'm going to skip the rest. And obviously, we know Danielson, uh, Claudio defeated Orange Cassidy and Okada. Danielson broke an orbital bone. He's out for the rest of the year, apparently. Uh, I wish him the best. Terrible. Let's go into collision. Because it's going to probably be a two-segment part. And then we got to talk about Crown Jewel coming up. I thought this was a blast, this show. I loved everything about it. Went by super fast. Jay White. Defeated A.R. Fox in the opener. J.Y. came out with the the entire uh, Bullet Club gold with Juice Robinson and the guns. Then they went into a match right after. I, I And I found this interesting, right? So how they did this. J.Y. defeats A.R. Fox. The guns are still out there. They, fight, they defeated the boys. The spooky crew is on. The House of Black, the spooky crew is in the audience. Doing their mysticism. They're building Julia something here. Julia Hart was on the stage bleeding from her eyes. <laughs> <coughs> By the way, you guys should check out the interview with RJ. Julia didn't did an interview with RJ. It got released this morning. You guys should go check it out. RJ's fantastic. Fright Night Fight for the AEW women's title. Sheeta, Abaddon. The spot of the night. Pumpkin. The jack-o'-lantern. The pumpkin. The jack-o'-lantern <laughs> on Abaddon's head. And the, what do they call the uh, the spinning knee? Oh, I forgot, I forgot the knee. The, the, is I think that, it's is the it katana. Called, uh, great. Yeah. It, and it was executed. Mm -hmm. You know, I was watching it with my wife, Jess. And that's our thing now. She watches Collision, and she actually enjoys it. And I, I, I'm shocked. And I asked her why, and she said the show is so fast. 
And I'm like, I get it. Fair. She's not a wrestling fan. You know, she, she entertains it every now and then. But I kind of gauge if things are working based on her interest level when she perks up from her phone. I, I know something's going on. She said that the whole thing, you know, she was watching. I'm watching Dan Housen with his video here. So into this. Why was Danhausen not on the show, by the way? Uh, he had his vignette. Yet? I don't know. The very, very, very mm -hmm. nice, very evil uh, commercial that's supposed to be like Halloween 3. <laughs> Fantastic. So she goes, Andrew, you know, like sometimes like you watch it and you're like, oh, that's dumb, right? She put the Jacqueline. But if she, she hit her so well that it made it all make sense. Right. Fantastic. The crowd popped hard for that. Too. Yeah, they love like, that Jacqueline spot. There was about 4,200 mm -hmm, yeah. people in that building. I got to get that final number from Russell Tix. He does unbelievable work with these numbers for attendance. Uh, after the match, Tony Storm pranced around ringside. Uh, she's absolutely timeless at the, the, the ripe age of 27. <laughs> how, do, how do you like the black and white? Um, I love it. I love it. Shot? Love it. It's so weird. And yeah, now, it's and so now weird. Luther, I'm into uh, it. Dr. Luther is now part of her gimmick. Now he's the butler. He's the butler now. I know. I know. It's so great. I want to know who's producing it. I should ask. I feel like RJ's fingerprints are all over this. It feels like it, doesn't it? It really does. And you know what? If it's not, then kudos to them. If it is RJ, kudos to RJ. ROH World Television title match. Samoa Joe defeated Titus to retain. Big squash match. Big story here with Samoa Joe is that he's gunning for that title for the World Heavyweight Championship. Claudio Castagnoli said that Danielson suffered a broken orbital from either the Orange Punch from Orange Cassidy or the Rainmaker from Okada. He's out. Ricky Starks defeated Dax Harwood. This was an interesting match. The lights went off before the bell rang. And it was uh, before revealing the House of Black was before revealing that the House of Black was watching in the crowd. So there's there's pieces to this. Um, there was shenanigans here. You know, that the, the uh, Big Bill broke up the, the pile driver pin. He went back in the ring. You know, there was a, a thing outside. He goes in, and uh, Dax gets hit with the pile driver from Ricky, and that was it. All right, cool. They're building the story here for that tag title. Claudio Castagnoli defeated Tracy Williams. He killed him. That's what you have in the notes here, MG. The Pretty greatest, the greatest pro wrestling podcast note maker, even with all the grammatical errors. He killed him. All right. That's the summary here. Well, that was a story, right? That, that he, was a story. That he's so mad at, and he's going to take it out on everybody until he gets his hands on Orange Cassidy and Okada. Yeah. And the main event. We got a minute before we got to go to break. So we're going to come back and break this down a little bit more. AEW World title match. MJF. Kenny Omega. This was the old Kenny. And this was an MJF that we have not seen. Uh, he has just worked so hard at his craft. We're going to talk about the match again when we come back from break. But I... I was so happy for the two of them because they put on the match that everybody wanted to see. This is what made AEW a success is matches like this, world title matches like this on TV. 
the importance of the match, the importance of storytelling in the match. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about the story that was told here. Wrestling Observer Live here on Sports Byline. We'll be right back after this. Wrestling Observer Live Sunday edition here on Sports Byline. What are you dressing up as, MG, for Halloween? Um, an angry white guy. Okay, that's that. There you go. That, yeah, that's it. That's you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I thought something fun. You should dress up like me. I'd love to see that. Go go to the store. Get a oh. whole bunch of jet black just for men, and just dye everything. Your whole face, eyebrows, beards. You did do that one year. Uh, John, our producer. Your hair. Just, just look as ridiculous as me. I think eventually my final form will end up being that I end up looking like a Steven Seagal. Just jet black. Let's talk about this. This match was fantastic. MJF, Kenny Omega. This was the, the Kenny that we know. This is a very different Max. Uh, they went toe-to-toe. To toe. Max did crazy stuff in this, in this match. Uh, Kenny... The big story was, you know, Kenny kept going for the one-winged angel, couldn't get it on him. Uh, what did you think of this, MJ? I This was amazing. There was so many times I was like, there was a th- almost three count. I was like, and the counter-wrestling was, a, the countering was what really made this match for me. And then MJF doing a Fosbury flop. Like, he did a Fosbury out flop, Out of nowhere. Yeah. On the Omega outside, I was like, "Where did that?" I mean, come he from? did. He did go. He, showed... he did awfully go. He he did at a forty-five degree angle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but the way he did it, I'm like, he just showed a different range that you don't see out of him. It was yeah. awesome. Just you know, everybody so thought ways. Everybody thought that Kenny came out in uh in Bret Hart cosplay, right? Because he was on Collision. This is the Bret Hart show. <laughs> But it wasn't Bret Hart cosplay. It was a it was a character, right? It was an anime character. Yeah, yeah, it's an anime. I don't know which one it is. I'm not up on that stuff, but mm. uh, I it definitely was. You know, Kenny looked so good here. Uh, there were so many moments in this match that really stood out. You know, one of the best TV matches that they've done, maybe ever. I mean, I, was this you know, better than the and- Danielson? Was this better than the Danielson Omega at Arthur Ashe the first time? Uh, that's a good question. That was a 30 minute draw beginning of the show. Yeah. That one was at the beginning of the show though. So yeah, I I don't know. This just stands out more because it was a main event and maybe, maybe it's recency bias too, but man, they just, they laid, they laid it all out there. And I felt like there was two ways you could go with this match. One was what they did. Just, just a banger. Or they have a schmoz finish and set something else. And they didn't do that in between. Yeah. Mm. There was no schmaz um, at the end. They they really they nope. really it was a clean except for ending. Don Callis. Callis came out Callis and they made Callis everybody think in. it was you know that that was and right, that was right. the swerve there right mm-hmm. you you thought everybody watching and you know that's the psychology it's of like, pro wrestling. Oh no, right. You're watching yeah. this and everybody already has assumed well you can't beat Max and you can't beat right. Kenny, so there's going to be something that happens. Somebody's running in, and Callis came in. It didn't affect the match really. And Kenny still lost, but you could still in the back of your head be like, well, maybe he got a little distracted from Callis. You know, everybody looked great here. Um, that there was a there was a spot that uh, that Max did where Kenny went up for uh, like a like a stand up hurricanrana, right? And mm-hmm. Max did a power bomb on his knee. 
And I was like, man, you know, these are these are moves that I've never seen him do. I've seen Max Russell on the independence since he started in Long Island. Okay? I called one of his matches. I was terrible at it. I'll never do it again. It's not my forte. But it was just I saw this guy out there at twenty early twenties. Maybe I don't even know, like twenty seventeen, you know? Early Max. Nobody was talking. I saw him come out with that Burberry, Burberry uh, uh, scarf. And I'm like, man, you know what? What a character. And all I could see was Piper. This guy is totally evolved into his own. Uh, fantastic stuff. I absolutely loved it. I love this match. Uh, five-star match. Yeah, I give it five stars. I, I found nothing wrong with this. And it helped Max further solidify that he's a real deal world heavyweight champion. There was something on the line here. And that was Kenny Streak as the longest reigning AEW World Heavyweight Champion, and now Max is looking to pass that, which he will. But here's the story. Everybody is gunning for that title now. You got Kenny. You got, uh, 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 Ju uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jay White. You got Wardlow in the back, right? You have um, uh, Samoa Joe, Joe, Samoa Joe. And then whoever else. I think the story should be that he, he, he got exhausted because he had nobody. And it was just one big challenger after another. And when you beat him finally, the story's going to be that this dude, like, he, it, he got worn out. He wrestled the best of the best until somebody knocked him off. I think there's a good story there. Whether or not they go that direction, whether or not they're telling that story, and I think, you know, part of that story is going to take place at the Nassau Coliseum December 30th. That's the big part here. Loved it, though. Great collision. They got to keep doing shows like this. Doesn't matter. You know, everybody fixates on the ratings, and, and we're all responsible for this. You know, we all talk about the ratings. It was a good rating. It was a bad rating. We try to analyze it. We try to break it down. You know, sometimes the ratings flop. There's other things happening. It's not the 90s anymore. And the same goes for WWE. This isn't just an excuse. This, go, this goes for anything on television. You are no longer competing with your competition. You're competing with everything. You're competing with TikTok. Do you know how many times I have just, I've been watching a YouTube video and, I, and I'm like, oh, I'll, watch, I'll watch Raw later. I'll watch Dynamite later. I'm watching something. It's not direct competition anymore. It's everything. Media consumption is everywhere. It's not one box in front of your face anymore. So, you know, we, we talk about this. I don't know what this will do on the ratings. I hope it does well. They're in a contract year. But you know what? They are juicing the show a little bit, which I like. Interesting stuff. Very excited for this. Let's go into Crown Jewel after SmackDown. SmackDown was a good show, too. I like SmackDown, too. SmackDown, you know. I don't know what happens with Raw after this, you know? Like, right now, they're, they are... The, this contract situation is interesting to me about Raw and NXT. The rumors are they're not staying on USA. But where do they go? Do they go streaming? Do they stay on USA? I don't know. I don't have an answer. I, th I, don't, I think it would be a mistake to go streaming. The reality is your, your viewership will be, will be hidden, right? That's the benefit. If you feel like you're in a weird decline, it's, it's, it'll, it'll be hidden. But also a decline will be expected. SmackDown, Roman Reigns, LA Knight contract signing. 
Ellie and I took Roman seat, ro took Roman seated ahead of the table, took Roman seat at the head of the table. Jimmy Uso would end up attacking Knight, which led to a match later on. You had the Street Profits. One thing the about LWO. that first segment, yeah, go ahead. That is, is he uh, when he came out, uh, Roman was doing his whole pose, and uh, L.A. Knight. L.A. came right. Yeah, L.A. Knight him. just came out. That, yeah, I thought that, that was, was great. And Roman's face facial expressions was perfect on that. So yeah, yeah so they're they're showing disre He's showing that he's disrespectful of Roman, which is going to play into the the match. I think. Yeah. I I, I thought I. You know, they have, they have a good show for Crown Jewel. They really do. You got Shotzi defeating Chelsea Green. John Cena segment with Paul Heyman. Cena talked about how much his career, uh, how his career could be coming to an end. Heyman warned him that if he couldn't talk, he would be nobody. He told him that some, uh, Solo will end it with a Samoan spike. Dragon Lee defeated Cedric Alexander. Bianca Belair segment also. And Ellie Knight de defeated Jimmy Uso. He got the better of Roman at the end of the show. Here's Crown Jewel. This is a busy card, okay? In a good way. John Cena, Solo, Sokoa. Cody Rhodes, Damian Priest, which I'm looking forward to. I, I like how Damian has been elevated here. Unbelievable talent. United States champion, Rey Mysterio, defends against Logan Paul. I think Paul, Logan Paul, this is what I would do. I would have Logan Paul win, and I would take LA Knight and pivot him against Logan Paul. And he beats Logan Paul, gets that U.S. title, and has a nice long run with that title. You guys agree with me on this? You guys want to see that? That makes sense to me. Women's champion Io Sky defends against Bianca Belair. Women's world champion Rhea Ripley defends against Nia Jax, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, and Zoe Stark in a fatal five-way. World heavyweight championship. Seth Rollins defends against Drew McIntyre. I'm, I'm interested to see where Drew goes from here. They did play that part on Drew last week about how enough with the excuses, right? Do you remember that? It was, they, 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 they said that in a moment. Like, oh, you've had so many excuses. Yeah. And, and, that was, and that was a dig against what happened to him in 2020. Because a big story with Drew was if the, the pandemic had not happened, what would have happened with that title reign? You know, that should have been a huge moment for him. Him dethroning Brock Lesnar. We spoke about that. Who's going to be the one to dethrone Brock Lesnar as that guy? And it was Drew. And if that Royal Rumble moment where he kicked him out of the ring meant anything, that I mean, that was pivotal for it. We'll see where this goes. Undisputed WWE champion, undisputed WWE Universal champion, Roman Reigns defends against L.A. Knight. Curious to see how they do this match. Is L.A. Knight going to win? No. Roman's on the way to beat Bruno's second world title record. of 1,200 and something days. 1,248, 1,237, whatever it is. But who's that guy? Who beats him, MG? Uh, at this point, I don't know. I think it's leading back to Cody at some point. That's the only thing I got for it. Because it, it, any any number of things they could do for sure. Um, I will say this: this card's another uh, one p.m. start, uh, oh, so, so it's a nice good. afternoon Saturday. So it's gonna have a lot of football competition, though. So there's yeah. that. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a PLE. It's paid for. You watch it after. True. Put yeah. the replay on mm -hmm. at 8 o'clock, and you could pretend, you know, it's a real pay-per-view and watch till 1 a.m. And cry the next day, <laughs> like I do. <laughs> but very cool stuff. I'm into this. Uh, it's it's a nice pay per view. We also had uh, we got a minute left before going to break, but uh, New Japan Fighting Spirit took place last night. It was a late show. You were up. What did you think of that main event? The main event was great. Um, I thought Tamatanga. He only been champion for a few days, but man, he was so good. Uh, and um, Shingo Takagi is. I can't believe I slept on him for so many years. He's just awesome. Shingo's he great. He won the title. Yeah, yeah, he won the title. Um, and then I also took away Julia. You can tell why Julia's stardom great. wrestlers are better than uh, American women's wrestling because they yeah. have to main event every night. She has that two nine nine uh, kick out down. Uh, and there were so many times I thought she was going to lose, and she didn't. Yeah. So, and then Eddie Kingston, of course, God. Defeated Aaron Hanari here. Yeah. Yeah. So It was great stuff. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a really mm -hmm. good show. Very good show. I saw bits and pieces of it this morning. I caught as much as I could before, uh, you know, I had to start my life on a Sunday with the kids. <laughs> but this was, this was nice. I, I, I like this. You know, there's so much wrestling here, and, and we, you know, uh, all positive stuff here. A lot of stuff. Guys, we're going to go to a quick break. Go into our final segment here on Wrestling Observer Live here on Sports Byline. We'll be right back right after this. Stay tuned. Wrestling Observer Live. Final few minutes of the show here on Sports Byline. We got Survivor Series also coming up here. Dave, our very own Dave Meltzer. Happy birthday to Dave. It was Dave's birthday on Tuesday. Dave confirmed in the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Survivor, uh, that Survivor Series is a suggested time frame for a Randy Orton return. And that kind of makes sense if you don't have Roman Reigns on the card. You know, a lot of people are speculating, oh man, Roman's not on the card, so does that mean CM Punk's coming back on that show? Is that the moment? You know, Punk did a couple series of interviews, and somebody asked him, is he going to be there? And he said, well, no, I think this, the, the show's sold out. So he's, he, you know, he's playing his part. He knows the importance of the illusion of professional wrestling, and Anything could happen. Gives them a little bit of uh, encouragement there. But Orton returning, uh, another positive for that company. You know, top, he's, he's a major player there. A lot of people, uh, you know, he's been such an institution. He, he, he has a crossover appeal. So if Orton returns at Survivor Series, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. It looks like it's going to be, uh, you know, SmackDown versus Raw in, in that War Games match. And I and I really would love to see the GMs go at it. Adam Pierce, can he still wrestle? I think he can. He could do something. Yeah. Sure. Nick Aldis? Of course he can. He's 36 years old. The guy's a stud. Look at him. There's no denying that guy's still gonna go. So I'm hoping that they build that up. Guys, we got a lot in on today's show. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me every Sunday night. Talking professional wrestling every Sunday afternoon. Talking professional wrestling. We'll be back next week with another jam-packed edition of Wrestling Observer Live. We'll see you all next time. Take care.